think is invest in mental health like really really take that serious really i mean i don't even know i can't even express how how serious that is to invest in your mental hygiene like to establish best practices for your mental health that internal dialogue that you have protect that at all costs like, you know what i mean don't let don't don't give yourself grace be gentle with yourself and and really really speak truth and power to yourself what's going on world welcome to read the fine print the podcast i am your host detravius bathia and i'm glad you are tuning into this podcast there are literally millions of podcasts in the world but you chose to take your time listen to this podcast and i'll let you know you know i recognize that time is your most valuable asset and i'm gonna let you here to let you know that you are appreciated and i love and respect you for tuning into this podcast read the fine print the podcast is about the fine print um one of my sayings is that in life we generally get jammed up a lot by not reading the fine print of the contract but you know i can use that figuratively and literally so in this podcast i sit down with interesting people or people i find interesting hopefully you do too and mostly attorneys but not all attorneys not exclusively attorneys um and we talk about uh the fine print of contracts business politics social issues or whatever comes up um you know, we try to talk about the things that people generally don't talk about in everyday life that we probably should be talking about. So this podcast is about doing those deep dives on the fine print, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes with my fingers, but you can't see me. So um, I'm going to give you the generic thing. This is, you know, if you like this podcast, p- please like, rate and review and share it. And if you are so inclined and you, and you want to become if you want to donate or become a supporter, please do that also. Um, again, sit back and listen. Let me know what you think. And I'll see you on the other side. Peace. Today's guest is Brandon Hoff. He is the founder and creative of HeritageHill.co. It's a brand. It's a clothing company. It's a place for education. It's a place for black empowerment. It's a place for you can go to make your ancestors proud. So uh, without further ado, here he goes. Please state your name for the record. Um, um, what's good, man? Um, it's Brandon. Um, I actually, uh, so do you know what? Today, I got a very special announcement I want to give, though, because today marks the one year anniversary. Facebook reminded me of uh, my one year anniversary for starting Heritage Hill. So, oh, congratulations. On this day, word, this day, on this day, I made the first post. I actually, right over here, sat on the back of my car with the shirt on, set up my iPhone, took the picture, put it out, posted it. And that was, that was really the first ad that I ran for my company um, to be able to start generating revenue. And this was a major pivot uh, from what I was already previously doing in my business. So uh, happy, happy anniversary to me, I guess. Um, so what's um, the business? You didn't drop the business yet. What You said... Brandon Hogan, but you going Hogan Huff? <laughs> Give me your real name. Yeah, so that's 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 uh. So my name is Brandon Z Hoff, um, and my Instagram handle is Hop Hogan. So I got this Hoff this Hogan. name from yeah one of my one of my, I used to be a big 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 wrestling fan man big time and one of my one of my homies had uh, uh he was calling me Hoff Hogan uh, and it just it just kind of stuck. So when I when I come back when I come back to the hood. You know, they, they, they still be on the Hop Hogan tip. So um, sure. it, it, it stuck. Uh, but I run a company uh, called Heritage Hill. Um, and we 
are the uh, most radical celebration of the African diaspora or diaspora, diaspora is for yeah, those uh, uh, tomato, tomato things, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're the most radical celebration of that. So uh, right now, we're focusing on apparel. Um, we have uh, uh, a pretty robust supply chain and apparel network. Uh, so we make uh, vintage uh, HBCU, Black Greek Little Organization, and Pan-African gear. We do a lot of Black icons. Uh, we do custom gears. Uh, we're working on our wholesale. We're working on, uh, we just opened a retail store on Juneteenth. Um, retail store was actually just recently broken into, but it's all yeah. good. We didn't, we didn't take a major loss. Uh, we're going to keep, keep moving forward, man. You know, the sun rises and sets every day. So we're going to treat it that way. That's what's up. So I got to, um, so man, in, in, in this, in this COVID climate, how, how was your mental? So I, um, I've invested a lot in, in like mental health, my own personal, uh, exploration and mental health. Um, I'm at a point now where I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a therapist just to have it, you know, just mm -hmm. to be able to have objective, safe discussions more often. Um, but entrepreneurship in general, I didn't expect the bandwidth required for entrepreneurship in terms of your emotional and mental well-being. Like it, it's you, nobody can prepare you for that, for the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the trusting your own decision making like that, that, that was difficult for me because many of us aren't taught to be uh, wealth builders. Um, mm -hmm. let alone even wealth managers. Um, so just stepping into a space where I have to build the infrastructure, I have to build the processes and systems. I can't lean on a company to be able to help me figure that out. You got to be strong in your mental to say, nah, I got the answers. I trust my vision. I can do it. Like that whole waking uh -huh. up, looking in the mirror, like I'm a boss. I'm a badass. Like I can do it. I'm focused. Like I've had to really take that serious and do that daily and write down what I'm thankful for, for and journal. And so I've, I've started to build like healthy best practices for my internal clock, my internal voice, that voice that reassures me, that voice that's gentle with me, that voice that helps me. Like I've had to really, I had to really focus on that. So I'm, I'm doing good. I'm in, I'm in a good space, man. Like I said, the sun's going to rise and set, set. Yeah, no so, matter yeah. what I think and feel. <laughs> yeah, so that uh, yeah, that that self talk is extremely crucial. People don't talk about that. Just the things that you're telling yourself every day, because you are your best um, and worst enemy, your best friend and your worst enemy. Like the things we're saying to each other or to ourselves each day needs to be checked. And and um, what I've learned through meditation is like letting thoughts come and go, like not trying to stop the negative thoughts, but re recognize that you know. You gotta recognize and tell yourself that you're dope every day. You wanna be on this entrepreneurship journey and believe it. It's critical, man, because you will, you're gonna fail way more often than you succeed. And not even like major catastrophic failures, just, you know, small things, you know, just having overwhelmed in a day. You might leave your keys in the car, lock yourself at the house, or forget to order something, or just all these little nuanced things that happen in your day. And if you're mm -hmm. constantly beating yourself up about, the small things over time that has a compounding effect on your mental health. So yeah. I give myself grace often. Yeah. Like often. I think the most important thing to know about just life in general and especially when it comes to the entrepreneurship journey is that, you know, if you're not failing often, you're probably not trying hard enough. You're probably not succeeding enough either. Cause I learned way more through uh, the failing process than I learned through the success process personally. Cause success can be luck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> failing is yeah. like failing. Failing obviously can be luck too, but like success, like I think a lot of times people become. I mean, obviously you got to prepare, but people become lucky, and then they they attribute that to something that they did right when it's not necessarily so. But when success really checks you, like all right, this didn't work, you know. I mean, failure checks you. This didn't work. All right, you know, get it back up and try it again. Try something new. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So just to be transparent to the to the listeners, um, I guess I'm I'm the general counsel of um, Heritage Hill. So right. we talk, like we don't we don't have this meeting every every uh week. We just putting on a record for for this one because um 
you know, we got the uh we got some marvelous shit to get your mouth watery to, to quote uh Ray Ray I think what's <laughs> Word. <laughs> so um we we cooking up son. I got the class coming. We he got we got the website coming for the um online classes, the online platforms, and we really about building up our community. So I was like, you know, we started to talk, and I think all our talks can probably be on the record, but I was like, yo, let's get on the record. This is an impromptu, so um I really got a whole bunch of work to do, but we doing it right now. <laughs> no time like the present. So Get to listen to some of your background information, like where you from. Cool, cool. So I, um, I would say like I, my 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 body is from Louisville, Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. but my 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 heart and spirit is from West Africa, Liberia, and my father is from first generation. My father is is uh, uh, West African. He's uh, born and raised in Liberia. My mother um, is American. She was born in Louisville. I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, though. Um, so I went to high school here. I went to undergraduate here. Um, worked in corporate after after that um, in uh, procurement, supply chain uh, for Macy's, Macy's corporate, mm-hmm. buying like uh, widgets. So I wasn't in like retail buying. I was in um, um, store fixtures, you know, uh, eight alarm systems, sprinkler systems, like all the things that you don't think about uh, that get companies buy, like I was buying that kind of stuff. So that's what um, when they say widgets, that's what they mean. Like when they always get those examples, yeah. like a business school and all that buying widgets. This is exactly it. Like uh, you, you, you be you be shocked how much, like the the print tape that comes mm. out of the the machines. It's uh. probably uh, you, just just how much volumes of that uh, big box retailers purchase, right? Or okay. sprinkler systems, the little the little pieces on a sprinkler system. Um, it's, it's, it's a wide assortment of things. So there's so many businesses out there to just get into if, if, if you just know about them, right? Like small things where, where people could sell. Um, um, but I did that, that really exposed me to arbitrage though, right? Like margins and, and seeing that, um, I'm forgetting that I, I did work in us bank. So I worked in us bank for about four years, uh-huh. uh, while I was doing undergrad. Um, and that also helped a lot with like financial literacy and seeing people spend money and learning the importance of saving. Um, I ended up uh, getting tired of corporate and, and went to graduate school because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I went to I went and got an MBA and I studied in Nice, France. Right. So I lived in France for about a year and a half uh, uh, studying for uh, my MBA, did that, came back and started a company in uh-huh. 2016. Um, and I'm like, I'm gonna just start this company and whatever businesses I come up with, I'm gonna just house it up under this company. Um, so we were doing, I started a design agency or a media company first, um, learn graphic design. I had ambitions of coding, right? I was going to build websites for people. It was going to be the one-stop shop to get all your, your design media needs. So I ended up learning like photography, uh, design, website building digital marketing like i was reading everything bro like just mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything everything going crazy with it um and so did that it's hard to so it's hard to make money um taking pictures like consumer based you know like it's, yeah. it's difficult to really build especially now nowadays when everybody's especially every, now like, everybody's a photographer everybody has a camera because yeah, you know the, the smartphone is not really the smartphone is the last thing it really is, is a phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like how many people actually right. use it to actually talk on a phone like that? Like we use it for only everything. when you have to, only when you have to, man. Yeah. But go ahead. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, all good. So that, so that, that, that led me into, so once, once I started to just skill build, right. Like I started to jump into other stuff. I started to say, I'm going to build my own website. Like you get these ideas and like, all right, I'm gonna try to make that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had this wild idea for, um, creating a, a, a basketball kind of tech company, a creative tech company for basketball. And we wanted to really expose kids to, uh, seeing themselves as more than basketball players. You know, there's a lot of rhetoric out there for, for young, young boys in particular, either being an entertainment or, or sports. Um, so, um, I helped co-found a company called Hoop Nerds and the real focus was, was being able to help expose um, young ball players to to other skill sets. Like one of my homies, he plays basketball professionally, and he really talks about post career how 
you know, I don't know what to do. You know, so a yeah. lot of brothers that they play ball all their life and then they, they, they finish by the time they're 30, 35 years old and they haven't, they don't have any work experience. They, they haven't really established any other skills outside of hooping. Um, so I wanted to expose kids to the design, right? Like the media, like, yo, the cameraman gets paid. Like, learn how to mm-hmm. operate this camera. Like, learn how to get into media, learn how to do broadcasting. So we were building, um, an app, an app-based company that, that would be able to facilitate all of this. Plus, the kids would be able to build an avatar that represent their likeness and match their sneakers. So it all came together um, full circle. We just couldn't fundraise enough money, really, to build the application. I tried to build it, um, and just it was just outside of my expertise. So I had a humbling moment where we went to SneakerCon, and we were presenting hoop nerds and we were selling t-shirts, right? We we're trying to uh-huh. sell t-shirts, raise some money for it. And people just wasn't really vibing with it like I thought <laughs> they would be, right? Like <laughs> I'm thinking this is dope. Like, what is wrong yeah, with y'all? This is, like, this is fire. Like, this is <laughs> I'm about fire. to go they get like, this bag. <laughs> bro, they like, what is it's like you ain't selling Jordans? <laughs> like, get out of here. Like, we don't want this. Yeah. Um, so that was in March of of actually uh last year. And then, so I, I pivoted. I worked on that for about two years. And then I'm like, yo, it's not making no money. I got to come back to this because it's more of a social social enterprise, more of a social effort than it was a money-making effort. So um, I was just trying to make my ancestors proud. And that's how really the Heritage Hill was born from just that. Like, yo, I'm just trying to do something that's, that's good for the people, that's good for the community, and that allows me an opportunity to support me and my family. Um, so heritage hill was built on that foundation of making my ancestors proud and that's our slogan is i'm about making my ancestors proud um so it's authentically black and like i said one of the most radical expressions of 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 blackness that you're gonna find on the internet um so we've been building that for about a a year a year today um and it's grown um you know we've we've reached the point to where we have one of the largest um hbcu catalogs um we're doing a lot of stuff that we have planned. We'll see how COVID, what COVID um, thinks about the rest of the year um, and how, how the economy either stabilizes or goes further down into, into the dump. So um, we'll see, but it's going well, you know, it's going well. People yeah. buying black, people supporting black companies. So we're adjusting to the volume um, and the new business. I ask people to be really patient with black businesses because many of us went from doing five sales to 50 sales a day or 50 sales to 150 sales a day. Um, and that's an adjustment that, that meant overnight for many of us that we are trying to adjust to and to, and, and to scale and to provide value for, for all the customers that, that are, that are rocking with us, which is dope. You know, I think, yeah. I think us spending money with, with each other, the way that we are is really the first, one of the first steps um, to economic prosperity for, for, for our people, uh, amongst a lot of other things, but this is a good yeah. first step. So what, what did your parents do for a living? Yeah. How was your household? Two parent household? What was that like? Yeah. So I grew up a uh, two parent household. My, my mother, um, is an educator. She started off as a social worker. Um, so, uh, she did that for, 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 a lot of years. She used to work for Head Start and she built out a few programs at Head Start. Um, and then she went back to school. Uh, she actually went to Fisk because she started at Fisk. Oh, that's what's um, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she went to Fisk for two years, I believe, and then she got pregnant with uh, uh, with uh, with me. So um, she ended up going back to school to UC and University of Cincinnati and she got her undergraduate, got her master's and then ended up getting her doctorate. Um, so she teaches at Illinois State University. And my father also, he also worked in, uh, in social work. Um, he worked with the, uh, um, um, I'm trying to think of the correct terminology here for like men- mentally disabled or mentally challenged. Um, uh-huh. I don't know the, the correct term for I it. I think he mentally, mentally, mentally disabled might be the politically correct term, but if not, you know, they're going to kill us. Yeah. And it's, they know my heart. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. It was not. Um, he was. He tried to, to do the politically correct thing. It wasn't no malice involved in this. <laughs> um. So he he did that. So he he's been in social work. So you know, my parents have always been a really 
for the people, you know, helping. They've always been helpers. I grew up in a household where being able to to help each other and look out for each other. And I grew up Pan-African. You know, we were always, you know, really, really rooted. I was the kid that was wearing, you know, my friends was capping on me for. I always tell my friends, like, yo, I was African before it was cool to be African. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I was getting capped on for wearing, like, dashikis and African garbs and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, being radically black and, and Pan-African and my friends would be capping. But now it's like, like, yeah, bro, like, I appreciate, like, all the stuff your moms and pops used to be on. Like, that was really their exposure to like, you know, being like black and, you know, living that like, you know, African art, you know, coming and eating and it's jollof rice and cassava leaf and drums everywhere. And uh -huh. my mom's just talking that black power talk all the time. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was going to go, I was going to ask you, ask, ask you, where did you uh, get the entrepreneurship bug and the pro blackness? But now you, you told me already, so I don't even have to ask you that question. Um, because your parents wasn't yeah. necessarily entrepreneurs, but they taught you black empowerment and um, Pan-Africanism, which is rooted in, well, there's an economic element to that. So, you know, right. the right. powernomics of it all, the quote, the quote Dr. Claude Anderson. Um, yeah, man. So, so what's, 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 uh, well, we got a couple things brewing. I guess we should, uh, we should announce it. What, what's the, what's the status on the, the new website? Which new website? So it's a lot of new press, a lot of projects happening, man. Like, uh, <laughs> which you know what? Let website? me let me re let me rewind first, because you know, I guess I should do this officially for uh, redefine print the podcast. So, redefine print. You know, one of my sayings. I'm sure you heard it. I think people get jammed up by not reading the fine print of the contracts. So, um, I for so I'm rooted in in that. So that's where the the, the the title of the podcast came from, but what I'm expanding it to the fine print of business. Like, so what are the things that people should talk about, but they don't talk about when it comes to whatever. So for you, it probably will be business. So like, let's get right into it. So like, what are the things that um, people don't talk about, but should talk about when it comes to being an entrepreneur running a business and specifically or particularly a black business. So this this is a this is a good question because I was actually just talking a few of my homies. Um, they work in like financial services, mm -hmm. and he was talking about you know this new buying black movement is is encouraging people to spend. So people are spending more money, and consumerism is rampant. So he he probably had like an unpopular opinion in that like yeah we we spending more money, but I'm trying to encourage people to to save to spend less. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was telling him, I'm like, well, you know, part of your, your, you know who your competition is. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not really worried about the competition. He started hitting me with all that. Like, yeah, you know, I know my services is that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nah, bro, like you competing with the most powerful economic engine ever built in the world, bro. <laughs> like yeah. the United States economic system is the greatest one ever built. And it's really built on the exploitation of people. Um, so that's what you're competing against. So really me as an entrepreneur and what I impress upon all, all, all my other fellow black entrepreneurs is that we need to really, really understand the economic system and the political system that we operate in and that we have to make decisions different than what's normal, than what's normal or what's being presented out there. This idea of Western thought being self-made, being ruggedly individual that, Many of us want to build businesses and go into this, ex this, this exponential kind of billion millionaire status without really understanding what it takes to be able to get there. And I think that many of us don't really understand the importance of being communal and that when people spend money in your business, it requires you to be able to circle that dollar to hire black people, to pay them well. And it may even require you to take less. And that's counterproductive for people to hear that, to say, take less. Like, nah, bro, what you mean? Like, I work hard. I should yeah. be paid. I should be able to do less. And I think that we have to find a middle ground and what that looks like and, and how we build our businesses and how it has to and how I believe it should have a community aspect that we all should be building social enterprises and yes. we all need to lean on each other and we all need to trust each other. And that's really psychological 
more than anything else because that's going to drive your actions that's going to drive your behaviors right your mode of thinking and if we can get it in our mind that yo i'm going to build this business i'm going to keep these dollars amongst my people i'm going to keep these dollars in my community right which helps mm. rebuild my schools which helps rebuild my communities like this is all critical it's all cyclical in in this process and i think that we cannot have this you know this this capitalistic uh exploitative mode of thinking in order to really 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 achieve economic uh, prosperity for black people um so that's that's kind of my calling now as an entrepreneur is to say how can we do this differently what are the different economic systems that that exist or that we can think about and create um together that's different than what exists now because we don't have the luxury to be exploitative in our nature right we don't have the power or even like the racial capital to do that. Like we gotta mm. be different. So all that Ubuntu and Susu and black tax and all that stuff is at play here. How do we how do we create that in a more modern form and in the in the spirit of togetherness? Yeah, and uh, um we we have a debates, discussions in our weekly meetings about pricing, right? So yeah, we'll always push back on you is like, you know, we also gotta recognize that we are in the most powerful um, and we've been programmed like our, our conditioning has been conditioned, right? <laughs> that's, that's that favorite line from that movie. So, I'll, you know, one of the things that we we discuss pretty often is like pricing, right? So you don't want to be too high, but you don't want to be too low because psychologically, people attribute quality to a higher price. And we mm-hmm. also got to realize that you know we like them logos too, man. You know us specifically black people but americans too so you know we talked about pricing so that that's one of the things that you know as a black entrepreneur we got to be careful like careful about not pricing ourselves too low maybe taking too a little bit less money or a little less profit but not necessarily where we we coming off as cheap when we know we got the, the same the same hot shit that say the ralph Lauren has you know what i'm saying so maybe we don't charge the ninety dollars for the for for the for the polo, but maybe we got charge eighty just because we know our joint is just as hot as his, and it represents it represents because a lot of times, like all of it is psychological. We all make an emotional decision, so a lot of it is just the brand to be um uh to be generic. <laughs> like so, you're not yeah, really yeah. buying like Ralph Lauren the polo horse. You're really buying into the, the branding. Like you're not really buying the the Gucci in the sense that it's the two G's you really buying what, what that brand represents. And I just think that, you know, we, we got to be conscious of that too. Like we got to do business. I think I'm, I completely agree with you with that. We got to do, do business different, but I also think we got to be conscious of where we doing business at. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's an uphill battle, right? Like that's why I said it's a complete way. It's, it's, it's hard to, to go against that way of thinking yeah. because you're right. Yeah. Like, People have spent millions, billions, billions of trillions, dollars. Trillions over the years. Trillions of, yeah. yeah, to be able to convince you that you need this, right? Yeah. Like that you're buying this because it offers prestige, that you're buying yeah. this because it offers this. And really, you should be buying it because it's good quality, but also because, you know, because I I, I, I respect and appreciate you as a black man or woman, and I want you mm-hmm. to succeed, and I'm rooting for everybody black. So that means that should be just as powerful as the yeah. polo man. Exactly. You know? like, yeah. So we got to do I that. You, brother. Yeah, we got to we got to make sure we on the front line. So another thing, one of one of the things I always ask somebody, like when I when I hear them talk about, you know, an issue, I always ask them, like, but what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we all know the issues at this point. So it's like, what are you doing to correct it? Like, I'm not really one of the people I see. Well, obviously you out on the front lines, but I'm I'm not really. I see. Some, I saw something posted on the internet recently. Well, I mean, I've, I've seen this off the pretty often when they, you know, because I'm seeing a lot of like the black people um, talking about what the, what about black on black crime, right? Which is flawed, yeah. just off top of flawed on right. top of flawed on top of flawed discussion. It's propaganda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's prop. You took my fire, man. Let me get my fire off. You know, right, right? Oh, I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> So what I often say is that sometimes even now as black people, even our responses to 
oppression is rooted in white supremacy. So, for example, mm-hmm. the whole but what about black on black crime? Like, I think people think that they they're saying something like a call of eloquent and you know they're talking about issues but that's that's really propaganda that's really white supremacist propaganda that there's a such thing as as white on white on, as black on black crime right so it's but i, I even take it a further black like, all right so we know that there's quote unquote black on black crime but what are you doing about it you know what i'm saying like how are you doing to do to address it versus just saying like oh i wish black people love black lives matters as much as you know, I wish black people love black people as much as black, whatever the sayings I've been saying across the now. And a part of me, like, I gotta, I gotta, I've told you before, I've been unplugging, because I'm like, when I see that stuff, it, it triggers me, and I, I feel like I need to correct and educate, and then I'm like, you know what? Really ain't no minds being changed. <laughs> like, you know, like, if they already rooted in that, it's 2020, man. You you know what I'm saying? Like, you can Google and research whatever you want, man. All the all the knowledge is right in the in the palm of our hands with a with a Google search, and you can see whatever research you want to see to prove whatever you believe right or wrong. So, you know, I just fall back, and you know, that's just my tangent. Oh, but I was what I was going to do. What I was going to ask you about. I think we also like maybe I need to get you get in contact with your financial advisor just to talk to him. Is I also think that we lack like savings is cool, right? Growing your money is cool, right? Through the stock market, whatever you're you're doing, but I also think that we are not as diligent and don't have enough conversations about actually growing your income, right? So, if you, all right, so the old way of thinking is like put your money in stock market for forty years and or four one k and then cash out after forty years, you sixty five or whatever, like. I don't think like now that I've lived a little bit, I don't think that's the, a, a good strategy. Like, obviously I think you should be saving, but I think you should be growing your income because income is the true freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like you can cash, you can, you, if you have enough money to cover all your expenses, you know, through your side hustles or whatever, who cares what your net worth is? <laughs> In my opinion. <laughs> this is 100, bro. This is, Bro, that's that's profound that people understand that, like building your income, skill building, because the reality is that most. Repeat of that us again. Repeat that again. Make, repeat that again, because you broke up a little bit. I said that that that's that's a, that's profound that people really understand that, like skill building and building your income is really the key to like economic prosperity, because most of us don't make enough money to cover all of our living expenses and to be able to have enough surplus left over to save, to be comfortable for whatever rainy day that y'all talking about as financial advisors. Yeah. Um, so that's why people, that's I felt why like that was a shot sale. at, <laughs> I felt like that was a shot <laughs> at, <laughs> at the financial advisors. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I've said, I've said this, right. I've said like, Hey, it's hard convincing people to save money when they don't have a lot of money to save. And th- of course they're talking to a population of people who have money, right? His clients are like doctors, attorneys, people who mm-hmm. got it, right? They're making mm-hmm. $250,000, $300,000 a year. And he's like, yo, they still don't save their money. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm like, bro, that's deep-seated across the board. You know, yeah. people people, people don't want to save money. They're like, bro, I work hard. Like, I need yeah. to be able to to spend this money. So if it's, if it's optimized your income and having people have a number, I think that's important too, that people have a number that they say, yo, if I made this amount per month, I would be all right. Like, what is that number for you? And I think it starts there for people. Like, how much money do you need in order to be comfortable? Yeah. Absolutely. And how much money do you make now? And if your your quality of life is X, how much more do you need to 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 get to the quality of life that you want? And once you get to that number, be good at that number and then increase your income and then put other people on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like pay people well. And, yeah. and, but you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir on that one, man. Yeah. But nah, this is the blessing <laughs> is going on, on going to eat this up hopefully. But I think, um, yeah, I, I think like, you know, we need to, we need to focus on, it needs to be more focused on actually growing your income. And we live in an inf- information age in the, and we're a place where anybody can have a business, like the barriers to business, has fallen. You know what I'm saying? Like we all have smartphones. Like obviously you need income, you need, you need money for attorneys and all that type of good stuff. But like, you know, it, it takes nothing for you to design a shirt and put it on Instagram and see what it do. Yeah. You, know? you need, so you need the skill to do that. So you what I've learned that. is that 
many people that I talk to, like, yo, I don't know where to start. That's where everybody who, yo, Hoff, like, I mean, you be you be talking all this on Facebook. Like, I was doing Facebook, just going live, like, just doing classes on, you know, just the art of starting. And part of, like, starting is you got to have skills. Like, you got to yeah. know. Like, you got to have a toolbox of just stuff. You got to take classes, like, free classes, Coursera, Udemy, uh, YouTube, Khan Academy. Like, dive deep into all of that stuff. Like, before you even really say, you know what, I'm about to holler at this business life, this entrepreneurship life, take a year to just skill build and to learn everything you can about whatever industry you want to go in. Like, what are the people doing? Like, the people that have done it, what skills do they possess? Like, learn about how to build websites, learn about design, learn about photography, learn about all these creative things because it, it opens your mind up to the possibilities of how. And once you do that, when it's like, where do I start? You're like, oh, damn, I took this class in coding and I learned about all these resources that existed in design. And I learned about back end and front end development. I learned the language. And I'm like, I didn't know about none of this. And now yeah. I don't really build too many websites for people. But when I needed to build my own, I ain't you know have to call was. nobody. Yeah, yeah like I already knew. Like I'm about yeah. to do it myself. I'm about to design my own shirt. I'm about to take my own pictures for my products. So skill bill like get a that's get a real skill and uh, you know we could probably go on education and how you know how education has failed us and we live in theory and we read books about theory and none of it is in practice like you got to have actual practical skills you know what i'm saying like something you know how to do yeah like i can do this pay me x amount of dollars for this service and that gives you a, a agency over your labor because you won't make no money if somebody else got agency over your labor. Like, yeah, you, that's how the system works. That's how the system works. Like, somebody has to be, you know, the work could be. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just what it is. And, you know, you may be cool. I've been thinking of the, uh, the, Cosby, the Cosby episode with Theo when he was like, I just want to be regular. Remember that episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually saw that. I actually saw that. Uh, somebody posted on my Instagram feed once, like one of the throwback, throwback Instagram feeds. Uh, yeah, posted was, that not too long. He ago. was like, yeah, he was like, yo, I just maybe I just want to be regular. And and Cliff was like, man, that is the dumbest thing I heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but if you want to be regular, yeah. everybody got to live your life. You know what I'm saying? Like entrepreneurship life ain't for everybody. Um, and when when you really being real about it, like you know, I I, I would think that intuitively it would be, but it's not. You know, everybody don't got the, the the drive, nor the discipline, nor the the mental space, the mental health to do it. So, you know, so if it ain't for you, it's not for you. Don't, you know, you're probably not listening to this podcast, though, if it's not for you. Um, but beyond yeah. that, I think I think we, uh, you know, like learn those skills and, and never stop learning the skills. Like, so I tell people all the time, like, since I've been out of uh, law school, which is 11 years, like, I may have spent, like, 10, 15,000 on stuff that people will be like, why are you spending that on education? People will be like, why are you spending that money on? Like, so I spent money to learn SEO. Although yeah. I could have done it for free, but I, I I like to spend money like, so, so I like curated. So if somebody curated it and I, I trust them, I just, I just purchase it versus me just going down a YouTube hole, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and looking for like, you know, but it costs money, but I, I put, I make the sacrifice, put it aside. So I, I, I spent that money on, on the SEO. Like I don't do SEO, but I understand what it is. Even if I had to do it, I could do right. it. Like I, I spent money on learning how to do Facebook ads. Like I don't do it. I like I always say like you the expert in that, like, but I could do it. Like I know the basics. I know enough where I could run my own Facebook ads if I wanted to. Obviously I, I think actually I just did something recently. Um and I, I did have my social media market company, but I closed the doors. Only because what I'm about to hit now is that you also got to know like system buildings, right? We talked about that. When you first came to me, I was like, you need help with systems, right? Because you, you was doing everything. So like, right. it's like, as you know, the, the maturation of a business, you know, you, you build your own skills so you can start, but you also need to have that, that vision to put them systems in place so you can hire other people to do what one that you don't, what you don't want to do. And then, for you to focus on what you love doing about your business. So I always give people the example of um, Bill Gates. Like Bill Gates is not the CEO of Microsoft. He hasn't been a CEO for a long time. I think he's like, he's like in charge of software development or something like that. But he knows like his skill set is best served in that position. You know what I mean? And that's, that's hard 
the the know like what you're what you are good at what you're passionate i think it's easy to know what you're passionate about but i think it's harder to know like what you're what you're good at from a because you're talking about yourself so it's one of those things like you know i think i'm good at basketball like i used to think i was good at basketball <laughs> nah, like not nah, really not to you play against somebody that's really good exactly right? like right. once you once you play with it because there's levels to everything like you're not really good you know, you think you're good at basketball, then you play somebody like, you know, Tim Thomas, or he plays in the, the same league you play in. You like, nah, bro. You know, Styles P got a great bar for that when he was like, when you said you was the hottest human out your crew. Out your I'm crew, yeah. I'm the hardest in New York City. Like, that's real because you, you yeah. don't even know, like, how like how good you are at something until you yeah. have some something relative to it, a baseline yeah. to establish it. So you might yeah. be the coldest out of your crew of five, and then you step into like, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I remember I was playing, I was playing, so I used to play video games professionally. For right? real? Like I, was, I, I, was, yeah. I didn't know this, man. You didn't tell man out all, all this time, you never told me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I was I was like playing John Madden football back professionally, bro. Like following, so they used to have a Madden circuit. We used to go all around the the nation, right? It was like yeah. a fifty thousand. Well, let's talk about online about this too, because I, I I had an idea, a business idea. We talk about online. Yeah. I ain't giving that. I ain't giving that away, right? Online. Yeah. We talk about it. <laughs> I didn't know that, man. But go ahead, though. Yeah. yeah, I was ranked. I was ranked. I was ranked in the nation. Like, so online now is way different than it was like when when I was playing Madden. Right? It was still mm-hmm. in the early stages of development. The lagging was terrible. But you had to go like you had to go meet and play. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't like online tournaments. Like it was all in person. And I remember, you know, you would be the best on your block. Like I was always the best in my neighborhood. Like yeah. forever. Like and and like you learn how to glitch the game out. Like it's just different when you play like on a professional level, right? You ain't even really playing like the game. You just you hacking it. So yeah. but then you would get into like other cities. Like I, I've been to like twenty seven US cities playing John Man football. Like yeah. And then you learn, and you see some wild shit happening in like <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> St. Louis. Like, bro, what is he doing? Like, I ain't never seen that before. Like, so that changed my life a little bit. With just yeah. nah, like you're not that hot until you really get out here and 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 really get out here. And entrepreneurship is really the the same thing. Like, you might yeah. think you got a dope product amongst your peers. Your mom's gonna tell you it's dope. But yeah. until you actually put it out there, he's like, your, mom work, <laughs> yeah. your mom's gonna tell you like it's live. Yeah. Like, but yeah. so I, I, I'm with you, man. I believe entrepreneurship is artistry, and that a lot yeah. of people can't do it. Like, it's an art yeah. to wanting to build a company, and it's cool to work for companies, especially if the company is live. Like, people got yeah. it in their mind. Like, I don't want to work for no company, but you can work for dope companies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to convince people that. When we get to a point and, you know, I can really like hire people and we doing, we, we expand, you know, cause I got a number in my mind where my, if my business is doing X, I'm good. Like, I don't want to grow it no more. We're going to mm-hmm. ride the wave as long as we can ride it. $5 million. Like if I could do $5 million a year, I'm going to mm-hmm. keep 10% for myself and mm-hmm. then we're going to play with the rest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I don't got to be crazy. Um, and that's still a lot of money to me, you know, but yeah, I, yeah. I know convincing a wife and convincing your kids to be frugal. Is yeah. a <laughs> is an uphill <laughs> battle unless they already believe that, and yeah. I know that I'm in the minority on on this minimalist frugality, and I'm I'm good with that. So, yeah. but, but there's I a movement pay though. Well. There's a movement. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I ain't mean to cut you off there, but there's a movement. And I to, and I, to be minimal. more minimal, I'm I'm in that, bro. Like I'm I live as lean as I possibly can, and I want people to come. Like Heritage Hill is dope. Like you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Like we we hella black and proud. Like we service black people. We do black stuff. Like I'm telling people like, nah, bro, like you can. It's cool to work at companies if the company buys into, you know, the same value system that you have. You don't gotta, cause entrepreneurship is not fun. Like building nah. a business is not really that fun, yo. It's not the nah. glory. It's really all guts. So no that, glory. That might be the fine print that you just hit on. You just said it's not really fun. Build on that a little bit more. I know that's a broad general statement, but build on that a little, a little more. So when I first started. In 2016, really saying, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do, I'm a build a business. I realized how difficult one it was to convince people to buy your product with all the competition that exists. It's hard. It's very, very, very hard to get people to buy your product regularly. Like I mm-hmm. underestimated how difficult that was. It's even more difficult 
to constantly do the things that you don't really enjoy doing in entrepreneurship. Because when you start, earlier I talked about building the infrastructure. So you everything, like you the salesperson, you might hate sales. You the marketing person, you might hate marketing. You the operations person, you might hate that. You got a accounting, you might hate all of these different industries that you plan in, but you got to do that. You got to eat shit for probably a, one or two years of just doing that. And that, 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 that turns a lot of people off from doing it. And it's thankless. You know what I mean? Like it's a yeah. completely thankless job. Like Everybody's nobody Everybody's looking cares. at you crazy. Everybody, Why don't customers wilding, uh, yeah. like <laughs> suppliers wilding, like, and nobody cares about how you feel. Nobody cares about your mental, physical, like, bro, like where the tracking number for my t-shirt, bro. Like, I don't care about your day. Like, yeah. where my product at? So, <laughs> where, my so, <laughs> where my tracking number at? Yo, like, so that's hard. And I underestimated a lot of that. Like, I'm thinking like, yeah, entrepreneurship is, is like, it's the sexy new thing to do. It's really not. Like, you know what I mean? It's times where it's much easier to go work for a company that's live. You know, a company yeah. that there's nothing that, wrong that, with that. I think we got to nothing wrong with, with that. Like, nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I like I said, it's an artist. Like for me, my art is being able to create value for people. You know what I mean? Like I get uh-huh. a high off of being able to provide something. And it's a little grandiose in the thought that I can impact the world. You know what I'm saying? I really, really believe that I can impact the world, that I like Pac said, that I can spark the mind that might change the world. Like I, in my spirit, I really operate and believe that. And it's, it's, it's real grandiose and it's a little egoist, but you gotta be a little crazy to say like, yeah, I'm gonna go out here and, and get people to spend money with me. It's yeah, not easy to do. I don't think like, um, you know, I think we, we, we need, we need more terms in the, in the, we probably do have them in the dictionary, but more terms in the, the vernacular, the, the space that people use every day beyond like crazy when they, when we talk about like people that have grandiose visions, you know what I'm saying? Because did nobody, as far as I know, I can't think of anybody that thought small that had any real impact on the world, like right. direct, direct impact. You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about indirect because you, you know, that goes back to like luck. Like you can have an indirect impact on the world. And, you know, I think of George Floyd, like, who knew that his killing was, you know, this is tragic, but who knew that his killing would be the spark that, you know, right. I, I don't think the world is going to be the same post George Floyd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not talking about that because that happened to any of us, but we don't plan. I'm talking about like Steve Jobs, you know, like, you know, he, I guess he, he had to be wild. He had to be an he, ego. He, he had to be wild in his thinking. Crazy. Like, listen, yeah. bro, I'm the best in this. I'm, I'm going to do it. Nothing yeah. can stop me. Exactly. Like that's, that's that's a wild thought. That's a wild thought. Like you know, if you if you believe in Jesus, if you, you know, what I'm saying that's your thing. Like Jesus had like this to come out, you know, like yo, this ain't right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> In the midst of your whole community, been doing this for centuries. Like yo, this ain't yeah. this ain't what my dad want. If if if, that, if you believe that type of stuff, you gotta think of the stuff that is already out there. Like if if he wasn't quote unquote crazy. The world is different. If you believe he existed, and you know what I'm saying, if that's your belief system, like he had a, he was what we would consider crazy. But like I said, I think we got to come up with different terms, like to describe like those type of visionaries. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I guess everybody yeah. crazy until they not, right? Like, so Steve Jobs was crazy until that's it. It was like, oh, you're not, yeah, like word. I believe you, and that's that's real. And you're right. So everybody don't don't have this kind of thinking, you know. And not not only that, bro, is that it defies really what society has really imposed on on you as a person yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. for real the system was not created for black people to say yeah i'm about to go out here and create businesses and become you know financially independent and i'm gonna be economically prosperous like yeah. nowhere in the constitution <laughs> or in <laughs> or in the capitalism does it say yeah. black people black people are supposed to do that so yeah. not only are you fighting like actually doing it like the the, the the dreams and the vision but you don't got the capital for real to do it psychologically mm-hmm. it ain't in your mind to do it so th- it's it's hard it's it's very difficult and i underestimated how yeah. difficult it really it is and mm-hmm. continues to be but uh, you're right something i'm crazy I'm, I'm i know some some of the things is yeah. crazy like you're right Reginald lewis um 
watch the white guys have all the fun? Yeah. So, you know, Leon. So, Leon, yeah. he been telling me to read this book. I started. I started. I haven't finished it. He be like, bro, like, I don't even want to talk to you about no books until you read this book. Yeah. Like, he like, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to holler. So, yeah. I, need to, I need to crack that. I haven't finished nah, it. Nah, it's, it's, uh, it's a wonderful book. There's some, like... um. You know, I got on my nerd thing and was catching like typos and all that. But the uh, mm-hmm. the message, like I should have, I think every, I think everybody should read it, honestly. But I really think like yeah. young black boys and girls should read it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, because like I said, like the limitations and, and uh, you know, we have we have this mindset thing. We, have, we talk about this pretty often, you know, on our weekly joints. But like the whole like limiting yourself like we got to stop limiting limiting ourselves to to it's hard though to tell people like yo it's hard man don't limit yourself to your block you know what i'm saying like right. it's, it's the, the the earth is your turf brother like you know what i'm saying like the world is big the world is huge bro <laughs> the world is huge like but we get caught up in you know our block our city yeah. and it's like man the world is so huge that it's like think beyond that and um i think for young black boys and girls, um, I don't. I don't think we're gonna see the the fruits of this until recently. I said the most important thing that Obama did for what the world, but the U.S. period, was just be the black man to become president. So, like yeah. my son, for for to show what's possible, show what's possible. Because I grew up thinking yeah. it would never be a, a black president. So my son don't even yeah. have to worry about that like he knows that's a possibility so who knows what he's yeah. gonna do because for the majority of his life he only had one he only knew one president right you know what i'm saying he was he was elegant you know he was he was eloquent you know what i'm saying his family was dope right. no scandals like right. i don't even believe he's real it's anyway you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy how he embodied like all the shit they talk about with america like all yeah. the things america say that it is he embodied it Yo, you know what I'm saying? Crazy. Like yeah. the 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 good stuff, the good things that American could be. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the whole melting pot and all of this. Like all the bullshit yeah. they be preaching that don't don't be in action. Like he was that, yeah. and they they crucified him. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think you know I, so. I always say like, yo, Obama was so dope that we got yeah. Trump. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's a pre. I think there's a pre. So. Pre Obama age and there's a post Obama age and I think there's gonna be there's a pre Trump age, so every we had this conversation so I'm repeating myself I think, (laughs) but we can have it on the record so you know every president is is a a man of his time and transformative in in their own way, but for our lifetime in my opinion like Obama was like the one that was like oh. Like, like, whether you agree with his politics or not, I think like he was such a major. Like, we we don't we're not gonna truly understand it to twenty five years from now. We live that long enough, then twenty five thirty years from now, like, damn, like yo, Obama, like, damn, the shit that he, the waves that he caused, you know, the the butterfly effect that he had, good, bad, or indifferent. Like we we're not over because we we still in the moment. We only four years removed. You know what I'm saying? So we still in the moment. Yeah, like four yeah. years is college. You know what I mean? Like we're still in the moment. We already know that you know Trump was the major one. Like the the rise of you know uh, white white supremacy being on the forefront again in a lot of ways, and you know xenophobia and all that type of stuff being part of the the public dialogue in a way that it wasn't on that level. You know what I'm saying? Like that's one thing, but it's also it's like. Wait till you see what these like with these little black boys and girls that when they become men and women do like that grew up on like yo Obama and Michelle it's gonna be crazy like because we are already our swaggers are already on a million and you know what I'm saying yeah, like <laughs> you know what I mean we are already we are already extra with everything we do anyway so imagine like when they hit the world I think it's gonna be crazy man like when they really become. So- that's a great point, bro. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add because my kid, my kid, her, um, um, her understanding of like buying black and pyronomics and spending with black people, like that's on their mind right now, like heavy, like you know yeah. what I'm saying, like being having appreciation for blackness and them, the kids now are defining blackness in a way that I haven't even, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I've learned that I've been really kind of 
assimilationist uh, in, in some of my ways, you know what I mean? Like they are, they are pushing back against a lot of that stuff. That's radical just on accident, you know, just that way that manner is going to be radical. Yeah. And I'm excited to see, like you said, I'm excited to see what, yeah. what happens from that. Every, everybody should be journaling right now to capture their thoughts in this Yo, historic year. I've been journaling, Bro, but a- I don't, I don't, I don't journal. I don't journal. I'm off and on with it. And my joint be, uh, there's no systematic way that I do it, but I need to really, really yeah. get systematic with it. I, I I do it more so for the legal practice and mm-hmm. track of my days, but I, I don't do it um, enough for just like my thoughts and, and reflection. I do it, but I don't do it enough. I need to do it every day. Yeah, like every man. day, just take like, yo, that I'm going to do that. I'm gonna take yes. away. That's one of the takeaways. We're going to put that in the show notes. That's one of the takeaways that I think we should have do. to, bro. Yeah. Especially I, this year, yo, this year, like you said, 20 years from now, 2020, bro, we the storytellers of 2020. Yeah. Like, this is a year that has stamped itself in the history books. It's a new decade, and there's so much wild shit that has happened this year. Like, people forgot that Australia was on fire at the beginning of the year. Like, yeah. that was crazy. Australia. Kobe so, dying. Kobe dying. Like, so people yeah. going to be like, yo, you lived during 2020? Yeah. Like, yo, like, how, what was that like? Yeah, yeah, I want to be able to revisit the thoughts. Like, yo, it was it was crazy. Like, cause you're yeah. right, we ain't aware of it right now. Like, we living yeah. in it. So, yeah, when you live in it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to um, it, it's actually impossible. It's impossible yeah. to really, really, to really, really uh, un- appreciate the moment in the moment. You know, like right. I mean, I think meditation is supposed to get you there, but it's impossible to yeah. do, man, because you don't you don't know. Yeah what you don't know <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you yeah. you live in it right yeah. now you don't know and, and you know things always makes more sense in hindsight than they do in the moment you know what i'm yeah. saying i just yeah. gave y'all a bar yo you know y'all run with that i mean this whole conversation been bars <laughs> <laughs> word yeah. word this is good man we come we coming up on a time check it's coming up on an hour if you okay. care 57 58 minutes how much time you got uh, um well, I know I gotta get back to probably. work too. Yeah, um, I'm about to say I probably should get back to it. Yeah, really, yeah, like, yeah. like we could sit here, I could keep going. Like, yeah. you know, I could just we could keep going for hours. Yeah. So let's um, let's give um, because yeah, this is an impromptu people. So you're gonna hear all that. This is raw and uncut. I'm gonna do some editing, but this is raw and uncut. We 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 have our meetings every week anyway. But this time we we started talking about something. I was like, yo, let's just get this on the record because we need. I think we need to be sharing some of this stuff some of the conversations that we have in. So yeah. um, we could do it again. We definitely should do it again, obviously. Um, but give the, uh, if you, if there was three, three to five things that you could lessons that you would want to give people about um, entrepreneurship, Pan-Africanism or whatever you want to give, like to give them to, to take away from this conversation, what would it be like in a summary? Or to add um, on. I'm gonna say it gotta be a summary. It could be adding on to something that you didn't touch. I I think what I've what I've learned, I really only can speak from my experience because I'm still learning, really. I'm still on a journey, you know, of of becoming wholehearted and at peace. Like that's really what I wanna achieve. It's just like peace, you know, where I'm where I can really live life. So that's most of most of my moves is based on being able to establish that. Um, so really critical, I think, is invest in mental health, like really, really take that serious. Really, I mean, I don't even know. I can't even express how how serious that is to invest in your mental hygiene, like to establish best practices for your mental health. That internal dialogue that you have, mm-hmm. protect that at all costs. Like, you know what I mean? Don't let mm-hmm. don't don't give yourself grace. Be gentle with yourself. And and really really speak truth and power to yourself, always. Um, so I don't I don't know if there's any. I think if you start there, uh-huh. that'll lay the foundation and building blocks for most of the things. Most of the problems we have, ninety percent of the problems we have is probably up top. Uh-huh. So the conversation really really inv- the conversation you're having with yourself. So do that. I know for a fact that that works. Everything else. Might be luck, might be chance, might be, you know, but I know 100% that if you can work on what you tell yourself and how you treat yourself, and if this dynamic 
then in return, you will manifest that. Like, I believe okay. that 100%. Can't nobody tell me differently. I co-sign that. Okay. What's number two? Whatever. I, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's, that's, that's it? probably... That's the mic drop? That, bro. Like, that's the mic. Do that, and then everything else. I promise, everything else. Your life will get significantly better. Um, it will incrementally, if you do a little bit every day, it'll have a compounding effect for life. Like, so okay. do that. Start there. Okay. All right. So give them your... Um, where they can find you at? So you can find me at Hoff Hogan on IG, um, Facebook, uh, Hoff Hogan or IG for my personal Instagram. HeritageShield.co uh, is our business. I'm making, I'm, I'm about making my ancestors proud. Is our Facebook media page. We drop a lot of Black history facts. We drop, we drop a lot of socio political stuff. Um, so you can catch us on really Instagram and 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 Facebook. All right, cool. And as always, thanks for thanks for listening. I think we should do this. So this might be a weekly series. What you think? I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, let's I'm do with the, it. let's do this weekly series. All right. So um, um, if you like this podcast, please do the generic thing. I'm gonna say the generic thing that everybody says. Please write, like, rate, and review, and share. It really helps with all the numbers and to get us in front of people. And if you enjoy this conversation, um, let us know. If you don't, let us know. Um. You know, we trying to we trying to grow and and get better as like like every day. So you taking all kinds. All right, cool. So my name's Brandon. Brandon, just a regular bro. You show man. That's I sound janky as janky. Nah, bro. go ahead, like, man. Don't think about uh, it. Don't think about it. Just go. Like, yo, my yo, what's up, y'all? My name is Brandon. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs>